Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. The murder of a beautiful young woman went unsolved for years. A murder with forensic evidence and plenty of suspects. But sometimes... That's not enough. It took the victim's nine-year-old child, notations in a diary, and forensic psychology to determine which forensic evidence was important and which to ignore. Thirty-year-old Kathleen Lipscomb was trying to find her way raising two young children while at the same time working as a nurse in San Antonio, Texas. She was a very caring person. Uh, She loved her family. She stayed in constant contact with us. Kathleen had been married for eight years to Bill Lipscomb, a sergeant in the United States Air Force, but they had recently separated. Their arrangement was for Bill to take care of their children on weekends. But one Sunday night, Kathleen didn't arrive to pick them up as planned. Bill drove the children to Kathleen's apartment, but she wasn't there, and her car was missing, so they left notes on her door. The next morning, there was still no sign of her. One of her co-workers called me and told me that they were worried that she hadn't showed up for work. My stomach kind of not, you know, knotted up for a minute, and then I thought, no, you know, Bill had the kids. Kathleen probably went out with some girlfriends or something, and she'll, she'll be in. She's just late today. Later that same day, a man spotted a nude body along a deserted road outside of town. It was Kathleen Lipscomb. It was clear she had been murdered elsewhere. Without a doubt, she had been transported from point A to this point B, being where she was, she was left. The fact that Kathleen's clothing had been rolled, not folded, told investigators something important. It's definitely military. Just without a doubt, that's the only people that I have ever seen roll their clothes in, in that fashion, is, is a military-type person. Unfortunately, there were no discernible tire or footwear impressions near the body. Kathleen's estranged husband, Bill, was immediately called in for questioning. 
I did check him to see if there were any any wounds on his body, uh, possibly any defensive wounds, uh, to see if there was any any kind of scrapes, bruisings, uh, anything under his fingernails that would indicate where he had scratched anybody and, and could find them. The children told police that their father was with them the entire weekend, confirming his alibi. At the autopsy, the medical examiner determined the cause of death was strangulation. It appeared Kathleen had sexual relations 24 hours before her death. Friends told police that Kathleen had been dating a married doctor in town, David Pearl. Kathleen and Dr. Pearl worked together. Through their close association, uh, Kathleen fell in love with him. And she was thoroughly confident that he loved her too. He promised to get a divorce and marry her. We found out that Dr. Pearl had had many relationships and told his girlfriends that he was in fact separated from his wife when he wasn't. And, you know, just the jealous ex-wife kind of thing, that, that was one concern of mine. Dr. Pearl admitted he was with Kathleen during the weekend, but insisted he had nothing to do with her murder. And investigators had another suspect. Vincent Robidoux, a nurse, worked with Kathleen at the hospital and lived in the same apartment complex. He hadn't shown up for work either. He had left town. He didn't even go back to pick up his paycheck, nor did he even request it be sent to him. With so many suspects, investigators hardly knew where to start. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Whether it's routine maintenance, an emergency repair, or a dream project, Angie lets you compare quotes from multiple local pros, browse homeowner reviews, and even book a service instantly. Angie's been connecting people with skilled pros for nearly 30 years. So the next time you have a home project, bring it to Angie to get your job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. One week after Kathleen Lipscomb's murder, her car was found in a restaurant parking lot not far from her apartment. Investigators found no foreign fingerprints on or in the car. To determine the time of Kathleen's death, medical examiner Dr. Robert Bucks had two ways to tell. She had eaten Chinese food. It was uh, basically undigested, uh, which indicates that she had eaten in a short period of time prior to her death. And the marks on Kathleen's legs were identified as ant bites and helped establish a time frame. 
most of the uh, ant activity occurs during daylight hours, so that probably occurred beginning around dawn on that morning. These two indicators meant Kathleen had probably been killed around dinner time on Sunday night and dumped in the field before dawn. Forensic investigators found four strands of red human hair on Kathleen's clothing. Under a stereo microscope, scientists noticed the hairs had no root. At the root end, you should see the root, which is a, a bulb-shaped structure, depending on what the, the stage of the hair growth is. When magnified 100 times, you can see evidence that the hair was dyed. Many times you will see an actual demarcation line between the original color of the hair at the root end to the dyed color of the hair towards the tip end of the hair. All four hairs showed the same dye pattern. When compared, the hairs were not similar to Kathleen's estranged husband, Bill, or her boyfriend, Dr. David Pearl. At the time, genetic testing was still years away. About the only bright spot in the investigation was when investigators located Vincent Robodeau, Kathleen's co-worker and neighbor who disappeared the same weekend she was murdered. He had gone back to uh, Galveston, where he was from, and got a job there in, as a nurse with the local hospital because he had a fight with his boyfriend. And therefore, he just didn't want anything to do with San Antonio again. Robodeau was no longer a suspect. We had hit a point where we didn't feel like we were going to be able to solve it without some, uh, some big break, and we just did not feel that that break would ever come. Then investigators got another tip. Kathleen's neighbor said she saw a suspicious person leaving Kathleen's apartment on the same day her body had been found. The neighbor actually just saw this red-headed lady walk up to the door and then a few minutes later walk away from the door. Was this mysterious woman Kathleen's killer? For two long years, investigators searched for Kathleen Lipscomb's killer. Kathleen's family always suspected that her estranged husband, Bill, was somehow involved. Just seven months before the murder, Bill had increased Kathleen's life insurance to $315,000. The family turned to a private investigator, Tom Bevins, for help. Bevins examined all of the personal items from Kathleen's apartment. In her diary... Bevins found two items of interest. The first was an unusual reference. It said, baseball tournament. Shannon Gilbert there. When I first came across the name Shannon Gilbert, I didn't know what to make of it. It was, it was obviously a name I had never seen or never heard of. And so my question was, why did um, Kathleen write it down? Obviously, it meant something to her. A background check revealed that Gilbert was in the Air Force with Kathleen's husband, Bill, and there were rumors the two were having a sexual affair. Bevins went to visit Shannon Gilbert. 
She said, is this about Bill Lipscomb? We said, yes, ma'am, it is. And she says, I will need an attorney. And at that point, I knew I had something. Bevins found another interesting entry in Kathleen's diary. It said, numerous calls and nights out, passing information about Watts testing. Bill has all questions for the test. WAPS stands for Weighted Airman Promotion Test, which all military personnel must pass in order to gain promotion. Kathleen's entry suggested that her estranged husband, Bill, had cheated. Bill Lipskin had been promoted faster than any other master sergeant in Air Force history. This entry possibly explained why. Since these cheating allegations involved the Air Force, Dr. Charles McDowell joined the investigation as part of the United States Air Force Office of Special Investigations. If you have a uh, related peripheral crime, which in its own respect, I guess, was serious enough, but uh, certainly doesn't compare to a murder case, that gives you a, a venue of access that makes it easier to get closer to your subject. While reviewing the crime scene photos, Dr. McDowell made an important discovery. The positioning of the body and the context of how it was found suggested to me that the scene had been staged in order to convey an impression that this was a rape murder. And this is, and this is where the victim wound up. And it didn't have a ring of authenticity to it. Within 30, 45 minutes of reviewing the evidence, he told us that Bill did it. Bill was actually the murderer where we had all at that point thought he just paid someone to do it. Furthermore, McDowell believed Kathleen's crossed legs revealed the body had been stored in a small cramped space after death when rigor mortis set in. McDowell also suspected that someone other than the killer had dumped the body. That's because killers who know their victims tend to cover the body or conceal the victim's face which wasn't done in this case. That became extremely important because if you have multiple players in a crime, you have better opportunities for identifying, uh, for, first of all, for identifying who they are, and then for playing one off against the other. And Kathleen's daughter, now nine years old, revealed another piece of new information. She said to me, Grandma, who do you think killed my mother or my mama? And I said, I don't know, who do you think killed your mama? And she told me, my daddy did because he wasn't where he said he was that night. Hey, what's up, buddy? The children now revealed they were with their father's best friend, Tony Borello, who had taken them out for dinner on the night their mother was killed. I'm okay. You guys And later that same night, the children said they woke up and discovered their father was not home and his car was gone. Bevins then requested forensic testing of the biological evidence collected during Kathleen's autopsy to determine the identity of the person Kathleen had been with before her death. Inexplicably, in the two years since the murder, the sample had been mislabeled, then mishandled. Forensic testing was no longer possible. Prosecutors needed more than just circumstantial evidence to corroborate the children's story.
Kathleen Lipscomb's family hired a private investigator to help solve her murder. An entry in Kathleen's diary suggested that her estranged husband, Bill, had cheated on his military promotion tests and that Kathleen knew it. In addition, the divorce proceedings between Bill and Kathleen had been bitter. Bill wanted custody of the children, and Kathleen wasn't about to let that happen. Was it possible that Kathleen had been using that information as blackmail in her custody battle? She knew it, and he knew that it would bust him, so that's, that's the button she used. I mean, she pushed it, and he told her, you know, you, you can't do this because if you do, you're going to end up on a cold slab. At the crime scene, Kathleen's clothing was neatly rolled, suggesting someone with military training dumped the body. The only other military person around Bill Lipscomb's home that weekend was Tony Borello. Months after the crime, Borello had been dishonorably discharged from the Air Force. When questioned, he was eager to talk. Tony Borello immediately acknowledged that he had dumped Kathleen's body in the field, just as Dr. McDowell suspected. And Borello said that Bill Lipscomb was the killer. He also confirmed something else that Kathleen's body was stored in a cedar chest, which explained why her legs were folded when rigor mortis set in. Surprisingly, Tony Borello still had the chest. He said Bill Lipscomb asked him to dispose of it after the murder, but for some reason, Tony kept it. Forensic scientists found a tiny stain on the bottom of the chest. Testing confirmed that it was Kathleen's blood. Tony Borello met with Bill Lipscomb while wearing a hidden microphone, but he didn't say anything incriminating, so investigators devised another strategy. This was an event that was a consequence of a marriage that went bad. I wanted to see if I could understand it and understand his reaction to it and then develop an investigative methodology that would counter that and deal with his own psychology. The OSI made sure that Bill Lipscomb knew he was being investigated. Eventually, Bill's former girlfriend, Shannon Gilbert, admitted that Bill once confided to her that he planned to kill Kathleen. And investigators let Lipscomb know that both Gilbert and Borello were cooperating. Bill Lipscomb was playing mind games with us, and we were playing mind games with him. After weeks of these psychological tactics, Dr. McDowell brought Bill Lipscomb in for questioning. Dr. McDowell vividly remembers the exchange. Of all the ways this had to end, I don't understand why it had to end the way it did. Why did you kill her? And he said, I don't know why I killed her. But then he immediately caught himself and leaned forward and crossed his arms and said, I did not kill my wife. But we had him. Three of us within the sheriff's office tried to get in, to get in on, on the same level as Bill, and uh, get him to break, and we couldn't do it. And we could not do it. Prosecutors believe Kathleen threatened to expose Bill's cheating on the military exams if he tried to get custody of the children. And with that, 
Bill sought revenge. On the day of the murder, Bill asked Tony Borello to take the children to dinner. Then he called Kathleen, asking her to pick up the children earlier than planned. When Kathleen arrived and noticed the children missing, the two argued. And at some point, Bill strangled her to death. Bill stored the body in a chest until nightfall. Kathleen's blood was found in the chest. Once the children were asleep, Tony Borello dumped Kathleen's body in the field, trying to make it appear to be a sex crime. But the positioning of the body and the fact the body was uncovered revealed the truth that someone other than the killer was involved. But what about the red hairs on Kathleen's clothing? I believe the hairs were planted uh, by Bill Lipscomb or his partner, one of the two, to make it look, throw, naturally throw us off to go looking for someone else. Investigators later identified the woman who was seen leaving Kathleen's apartment after her murder. She was a co-worker who had gone to check on Kathleen when she didn't show up for work. Bill Lipscomb pled guilty to his wife's murder to avoid the death penalty. He was sentenced to life in prison. In return for his cooperation, Tony Borello avoided prosecution. No charges were brought against Shannon Gilbert, who changed her name and is now in the Federal Witness Protection Program. Forensic pathology, forensic psychology, and crime scene reconstruction help solve a very complicated case. There's one thing that you really do need to include is that this was a very complex investigation. It involved a very large number of people and a tremendous amount of careful coordination and orchestration. I feel kind of guilty because you're interviewing me. People uh, who commit crime uh, think that they're very, very bright and that the rest of us out here that try to solve crimes or work on crimes or are involved with law enforcement are not very bright. Uh, most often it's the other way around. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.